Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Deconstruction from The Rainbow Children. Recorded early to late 2001 at Paisley Park, along with the rest of the album, released on the 16th of October 2001. On the track, it is Prince, uh, it is John Blackwell and Millennium. Yeah. Uh, now, th- I mean, they're credited, but I, I gotta be honest with you, it just sounds like slow down Prince voice for the whole thing for me. The track is two minutes, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hosk. Um, like for a genre of song, um, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know, like this is one of those cases where you know uh, th- this album is kind of divided into songs that are about the the ongoing story and right. have the sl- slow down Prince voice. Or their their tracks, you know, like uh, "She Loves Me for Me" or "Muse to the Fair" or you know, "Mellow." Like they're proper songs, right? Um, and this is one that falls into the. It's a little bit actually. They na- it name checks the other song that is a little bit like this, which is "Digital Garden." But I think "Digital Garden" has a little bit more music in than <laughs> "Slow Down Prince." Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. I, I I would think of this as sort of an ambient slash interlude track. It's not. Uh, I don't. I don't think we can really map it onto a, a musical genre per se. And like I said, it, it like it. I don't know. I, I mean, the weird thing is, like, um, I think Millennia um, and uh, Kit Blackshire. I think I said John Blackwell, and I think that's that's wrong. But uh, Kit Blackshire are credited for background vocals and background shouts, um, <laughs> respectively. But I don't. I can't. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, most of what I'm hearing <laughs> is just Prince with his slow down voice. Right. Um, you know, talking about the banished ones and the destruction of the digital garden and, you know, the digital haze, which, of course, gets name checked in the very next song. Um, and, you know, the, the, the talk of the muse. Um, obviously, all of this is uh, a kind of roundabout way of Prince, um, you know, uh, I, I mean... <laughs> Uh, the the interpretation, of course, is that um, that Maite is one of the banished ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the fact that he says the banished ones fled as they watched from the distance of the destruction of the digital garden, it just feels like Prince is saying, "Well, Maite's hightailed it out of here after, right. <laughs> dest- after destroying the digital garden." Which I don't know what that is. I, I'm right. never clear on that. So, um, you know, even after doing the track the digital garden i'm not 100 sure what he's talking about there i'm i'm not um, an expert on the lore of the rainbow children by any stretch but when i read uh when i read maite's autobiography that was kind of when it clicked with me like oh my god this is a concept album about him ditching maite and marrying another woman like <laughs> and, and just the the sheer uh, pettiness of it came into view and it, it, it really it actually in some ways made me appreciate the album a little more because what what an insane idea like who else would do this <laughs> yeah i mean the, <laughs> I, the funny thing is of course at the time it was credited as prince had converted to be a, a jehovah's witness right and, and there definitely yeah. is a lot of that you know you, you can tell that yeah. he's kind of pulling from from that philosophy but it's also about <laughs> His, his, you know, marriage, his marital issues. <laughs> yeah, because, like, there is no thing about the digital haze and the digital garden. That's nothing to do with being a Jehovah's yeah, that's Witness. Not, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not in, uh, in the doctrine, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fact, like, I mean, obviously this is all slowed down, so uh, I'm, I'm going to guess most Prince fans, when listening to this album, probably skip this track. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what, once you've heard it, like, I mean, unless you listen to the whole album all the way through from beginning to end, like, there's no real need to kind of listen to this track. Um, right. You know, I, you could argue that for Wedding Feast as well, but I think Wedding Feast is 
a gloriously stupid song. So um, I always listen to Wedding Feast, but I very rarely listen to, I think, Digital Garden Deconstruction, I think, are the two like tracks that I'm just like, okay, I get it. Um, but looking at the, the the kind of the lyrics of this, um, and I, I mean, I can't really call them lyrics because it's just yeah. this kind of, this whole kind of like, um, I don't know, like I, I think I've said this a couple of times, but if you if you have the actual booklet for the CD, it reads as if Prince is... This is this this is meant to be like a story, like the uh-huh. way that it's laid out, the way that the different um, lyrics are written. It, it's it's kind of almost like it's meant to just be prose, um, rather than you know being put to song. Right. Um, so th- so this kind of passage, I guess, it just link the two kind of. I mean, particularly if you look at the way that the the lyrics for um, Wedding Feast are laid out in the booklet, it does literally just look like a little kind of exchange that's going on that's written, you know, for these characters. <laughs> So, you know, that, that but this here, I mean, the if you know about the, you know, the, the, the fact that the Banished Ones refers to Maite, the, the line with no more fruit to bear from its trees seems a, like a very harsh kind of thing for Prince to <laughs> right. kind of put in the song. It's like, I mean, seriously, you know, like obviously you both lost that child you know like, yeah yeah does, you you can't just put it as no more fruit to bet like you can't make out like that's it she's barren i'm moving on like yeah. <laughs> that is like the that's the harshest way to kind of refer to that entire situation right um and there's definitely you know, on this album there's there's definitely some very uh problematic attitudes about about women and women's role and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, the way, the way, the, the, I mean, the, uh, the, the theocratic order, right. It's like the, like God's in charge of me and, and the husband is in charge of the, of the wife. There's definitely some, there's some uh, troubling things, <laughs> you know, in terms of gender in this album. We, we get the, we get the, you know, like the, the digital, like the haze was finally broken. I'm guessing the digital haze was Prince's marriage to Maite. Again, yeah. <laughs> feels like a, a bit of a harsh way to kind of um, label that um, right. and then he said with the rains came the awareness that never again would anyone lay claim to the treasures of the rainbow children <laughs> so that sounds like the divorce settlement you know basically right. <laughs> you know and i can't remember what song it is but there's an earlier song where um prince said i got the package and i i, I can't remember what song that is but um, you know, I thought that was Prince getting his divorce papers. Um, so, you know, if you're going to interpret as that, this this sounds like this is the divorce settlement. Um, <laughs> you know, that he's obviously, you know, he she's not getting half of Paisley Park or anything like that. You know, like, <laughs> obviously she's she's not going to lay claim to the treasures. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you know, we, we get the final line. There's actually a little tiny bit of guitar, like a, a brief kind of solo of maybe you know, 10, 15 seconds before Prince says, as though awakened from a dream, the muse opened her eyes this time as queen. Right. Um, and that, that then leads almost immediately into wedding feast. Um, you know, it, the, the music kind of dies down a little bit, but it kind of matches to the start of wedding feast, mm-hmm. um, you know, which obviously I'll discuss in depth. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, but like, I think, I think it's interesting because obviously the muse is, um, is Manuela and obviously, right when she, you know she goes from being the muse which i can only assume is you know the person that is inspiring prince to finally kind of you know get over his marriage to maite and then she wakes as queen which you know obviously suggests that this is about their marriage and that they're now married um which would make sense leading into the wedding feast you know mm. like so but yeah i like if you're listening to it like 
and obviously you you know you're not applying any of that to the real world and you're just listening to it as like you know part of the um the ongoing narrative of the album right um i would say that this gives you absolutely no clue as to exactly what is happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it's it's like so kind of oblique and you're just like i don't know what he is talking about yeah and (laughs) And he distorts his voice so it's actually it's oh yeah it's hard it's literally hard hard to understand what he's saying (laughs) yeah it's both metaphorically hard and (laughs) literally hard to hear what he is talking about um but yeah like the, the fact that he's i mean i don't even know why prince was like i mean obviously prince had kind of changed his voice uh, you know previously there's times when you know when he did his rapping he he generally sang with a certain type of voice right um you know obviously you know essentially his falsetto was him putting on another type of voice because obviously you know it's not natural to sing at that higher range mm-hmm. um, normally so you could argue that that's actually him just putting a voice on um you know i mean f- falsetto isn't like a natural singing voice anyway for most people um you know it's something that you kind of have to you have to kind of strain to produce um so you could argue that over the years prince has done these many different voices but him here just kind of slowing his voice down electronically is possibly the most annoying of all the voices that he's done like and on this on this the fact that he opens this the the first track of the album with the slowed down voice and then he never gives it up for like the entire album (laughs) you're just like please prince like Give me, give me two minutes to just not listen to this this really slow voice. Um, and, and the you know, and the music I would say in this in this song is actually you know I mean it's there's not a lot to discuss about it you know because like it is very it is very ambient it is very much like here's a, a segue from one song to the next but it it sounds pretty cool like it the, the thing that kind of popped into my head when I was listening it reminds me of like Carlos Santana jamming along to the Blade Runner soundtrack, you know, like it's, it's, it's pretty, it sounds pretty cool, but the, uh, but, but with the voice there, it it is a little distracting. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't really care about this story. (laughs) Like this, this, this elaborate allegory that you've built around, around your divorce. Like (laughs) let's just, you know, here's some music. It's funny because there's a, there's an artist that I really enjoy. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of him, Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pianist and i think the last like three solo albums that he's done could all be classified as divorce albums because he's been married four <laughs> times so he's always in the process of getting divorced right um, and there were there were a few songs that were on um uh, i think it was way to normal and one of them called you don't know me and it is like the most vicious divorce song like it's literally about two people who hate each other um, and he has like um, I can't remember her name now. Like as a guest vocalist, there was a, there was a guest vocalist who's playing like the part of his wife, now ex-wife at this particular point. And like the, the, I think this album kind of matches Ben Folds for some of like the divorce stuff. Like it's kind of on the same level as like most of Ben Folds five, you know, and Ben Folds stuff sounds very kind of upbeat. Right. But if you know the fact that Ben Folds is permanently in a state of being divorced. <laughs> um, like literally four divorces in is something like 11 years is kind of crazy yeah um, then you realize that every album he's releasing has like constant attacks on his ex-wife <laughs> and usually co-written by his current wife um they, they, normally, they tend to get writing credits and this just this track just made me think of that it's and this whole album a little bit made me think of that of like ben the, the ben folds five uh, and Ben Fold's divorce albums, where right. he just constantly seems to be taking shots at at people. 
and that like this whole album like when you when you kind of when you wonder when you understand that the like the rainbow children and the digital garden and the banished ones and all has nothing to do with um you know jehovah's witnesses then mm. you realize this is just prince kind of framing all this stuff in a way so he could just take shots um but i mean i also think there's a little bit of him um mourning you know the loss of his child like there's a little bit of that in there as well like right it it feels like he you know he he never like there were a couple of songs that he did that were kind of him mourning publicly Mm -hmm. um but obviously the fact that prince you know has a habit of going into the studio when he wants to settle scores um (laughs) and you know has done a few times before this um you know he also never seemed to like there never seemed to be like uh you know like his tears in heaven like there was never a point where he did a song that everyone could be like oh that is definitely him mourning his child right yeah because even like come back you kind of have to know the story to to know what it's what it's about yeah yeah or like wasted kisses Mm -hmm. kind of it's like you you kind of you you kind of really have to you know kind of mix things around to get it so it's a clear interpretation and I think it's the same with this. I mean, this album has kind of a, a little bit of a melancholy about it. Like, I think it's hidden by the fact that, that you have this this concept and also all this kind of weird language. Right. But it feels it it feels like Prince is kind of mourning his his lost marriage. You know, he'd met Maite like what at the start of the nineties. He'd been with her for yeah. I mean, it's you know like probably his longest relationship. Well, knowing what happens between him and Manuela, yeah. I mean, I feel like it probably is his longest relationship outside yeah. of I don't know outside of like Eric Leeds. Like, I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so like uh, you know but so it's just one of those things where you're like you know the the, the kind of the 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 kind of veiled attacks it, it kind of lends the whole album this weird air where you're like it feels like he's trying to say something but then he's like kind of turning it into such a metaphor that you're like i'm not quite sure what you're getting at prince um but yeah in this case it just very much feels like well finally the banished ones are gone and i can marry my new wife and you know yeah. and that kind of tees it up for the wedding feast which you know obviously is the next track um right you know which once i you know once i discussed that that you know that song goes in some strange directions and it's only 58 seconds long so it's half the oh yeah half the length of this yeah this is you know and this is just a an, an appetizer to to the <laughs> wedding feast and, yeah. and it really kind of underscores like how obscure this song is that we're basically listening to a a lead in to the wedding feast with, you know, which is already pretty, pretty damn obscure. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I feel it's like almost impossible to grade this cause it's, it's just kind of like background noise while Prince talks slowly. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I would have to like, just so that it doesn't turn up like, you know, uh, on like a, on shuffle on my iPod, I'd have to say two out of five. Right. You know, like right. I don't think I could give it more than that just because I think like the kind of the intrigue of what, everything means like the labels that prince is putting on to kind of hide you know his bitterness towards his ex-wife um i think that kind of gives it at least one one more than one star but yeah i, don't, I can't go more than two because it, it just yeah there's no you, you'll never listen to this by itself right exactly yeah I, I i have to say the same you know going by the 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 itunes rules and also just the fact that it's not really much of a song, but certainly if I'm listening to the Rainbow Children all the way through, I'm not going to skip this. Um, I mean, it's only two minutes long. It's got some cool, you know, those like washes of synthesizers and the guitar. And, you know, it sounds very nice. Um, the, the story is, I would say, 
appealingly bonkers. You know, it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely something that I wouldn't skip, but wouldn't go out of my way to listen to. And you know, obviously, it should go without saying Prince never performed it live. Um, <laughs> I, f- I feel like there's. I mean, you know, for me, I, I you know, I, obviously, you know, I, w- I would prefer the Prince were not dead at this particular moment. But right. I think you know there was a missed opportunity for him. You know, because if we'd have come up to the twentieth anniversary in you know twenty twenty one. Um, which sounds weird to say those numbers like that. Um, you know, it would have been nice for him to go on tour and do like the whole of Rainbow Children beginning to end, like just to have it as a live experience, um, you know, and give him the opportunity to perform the Wedding Feast live. Um, but, you know, like it's kind of understandable that he never performed this track live because it is just, <laughs> it's really just an extended segue. Like, I mean, there are other albums that had segues that I didn't bother covering as separate tracks. And I got to be honest, if, you know, if this, like if this wasn't two minutes long i don't know that i would cover it as like a track like if it was only right. like say 30 seconds i'd be like well it's just a segue and i'm not going to bother but the fact that it is two minutes and it does have like so much like you say that that kind of the swells of of keyboard like because it's got that it just feels like it's more than just you know like the kirsty alley segments from symbol um, <laughs> you know like so so it it you know it does need to be covered but yeah it's it's such a weird kind of <laughs> like and it's just it's just one of those things where like you know it's nice that this is like the start of Prince's comeback like after Rave that felt like you know he'd kind of lost his way and then Rainbow Children feels like the start of him kind of figuring out what he wants to do um, right you know so it's it, it's kind of it's nice that it's part of that but it's just like it's just such a kind of weird two minutes that you're just like <laughs> I I don't know what this was meant to be. Um, right <laughs> you know who was who was the muse who was the wise one what's going on like um and then fortunately you know you dive headfirst into the wedding feast which you know i'll talk about next and that's you know what probably one of the funniest tracks on this album because it's just so completely bonkers oh yes um, yeah <laughs> so uh, but i feel like we said about as much as we can about deconstruction so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug Sure. Uh, so I have a blog where I am also going through Prince's catalog in chronological order, albeit much, much more slowly than Darren's. Uh, you can check that out. It's called Dance Music Sex Romance, and it's at the URL PrinceSongs.org, which has not been taken from me by the estate yet as of this recording. So uh, so there's that. I also have a magazine, uh, Dystopian Dance Party, First issue is about Prince. It came out a couple of months ago and um, again, it has still not been shut down by the estate. So you can check that out on blurb.com or on dystopiandanceparty.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why you would, at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Zachary. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye.